Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, this is Natalie Lander, voice of Kinsey, Tara Branford, Stargirl, and many others. You are listening to a W2Mnet podcast. You can visit W2Mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. Good evening, or whenever you happen to be listening to this particular podcast. Are you sick of me yet? No. Welcome, welcome back to Life is Like a Game Show. I am your still not bitter, still not angry, trying Uh my best to be absolutely composed after our last episode, host of this particular shindig, Eric Watkins, and um... Yeah, let's just say that the last time we all gathered together, there may have been some alcohol consumed. There may have been things that almost flew across the room in a semi-blind rage. But we're not talking about that right now. Instead, it's a new day, it's a new episode, but it's the same cast of characters. Because alongside myself, the voice of reason, the man who made last week's episode even more difficult, Harry Broadhurst... Hashtag justice for Stacy and Shandy. <laughs> How dare you? After You're the one that eliminated the battle. Oh, no, 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 no. You're blaming me. You're, no, no, no. We'll, we'll save that argument. We'll save that argument to where it's probably Who cast the deciding vote? In the meantime. No, no, no. I will come to that defense. In the meantime. Someone who also didn't help matters in that particular debacle, the JTN himself, the man who's smirking right now, Jonathan Nielsen. So the question is, whether you'll be voted off the island, or you want to punch a hole in the wall, because that's where we're starting today, apparently. Oh, if only I could use one of those torches to light things on fire. Specifically, certain places of our moderator... The man who gave me the most painful, arduous, impossible Sophie's choice of a decision I have ever had to make in my damn near 35 years on this planet, Randy Isbell, you fucker. Eric, I think you handled it really well last episode. And yet, here we sit. And yet, here we sit with no Stacy or Shandy. No, no, oh, oh, you think that no. that was easy no. on me? 
having to go back in the depths of my formative years in my life on multiple fronts and I had to choose one and you're actually sitting blaming me yet everything was perfectly set up to where I sitting right there spotlight on me drinking my watermelon wine cocktail margarita mix having to make that decision you have no shame Broadhurst and life is indeed like a game show because we all lost at least one of the last three votes. Yeah, I'm almost certain that at some point for all three of us, the Price is Right losing horn should have played. And honestly, if we were thinking about it, we would have really worked on editing that into post. Yeah, well, ifs and buts, candy and nuts, me putting my foot up someone's ass, things happen. I think we could only watch that on the episode where we feature the prices right. Anyway, Randy, where where did the randomizer send us this time? All right, this time we're going to go to the stunt region. This is the region I'm most excited for because this is the one I had some fun putting the matchups together. Eric is getting on me for getting the other matchup. That just happened when I was putting the numbers together. But this one I really had some fun other than 1 and 16 because we just couldn't know. And that's where we're going to start, is your one-seed survivor and your 16-seed, which you guys decided a couple episodes ago, hole in the wall. Uh, Eric. Yes? Guess what? So there's this city in in Maryland, right? Uh-huh. And they have a baseball team. Mm-hmm. And they used to have a football team, but, you know, Indianapolis. No they fucking compacts and all that, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I'm pretty well, sure we discussed this city on uh, another podcast. Continue. Yeah, Um. well, this particular city is located in a particular county. Mm-hmm. And this particular <laughs> county has... This particular county has a university named after it. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. I remember that university. I seem to remember the retrievers, as it were, from that university. Yes. I, I mentioned them a couple episodes ago. Very nice school. Well, guess what? They're about to fetch another upset for me because this one isn't close. Survivor might be the most overrated show in television history. It is. I mean, as someone who watched the first few seasons and someone who has a T-shirt from one of those seasons, even I have to agree with that one. I I can't lie. Although, just as a geographical fact, the city and the county are actually two separate places, just so you know. So the first we, version of Hole in the Wall. Oh, go ahead, John. Sorry. The uh, the reason why I had to keep correcting Eric on a series is because unlike most U.S. shows where a season is a year long, this show has gone on for 40, air quote, seasons more of the British definition where it's just a continuous run of episodes that are isolated from the others. So you can have multiple seasons in a year, as they're saying, but we're going to stick with the British or try to stick to the British 
lingo of a series versus an American TV season. Go ahead, sorry. Hole, Hole in the Wall is an American game show that has aired on in two versions on American television. The first version aired on the Fox television network from 2008 to 2009. The show was an adaptation of the Japanese game show. I'm going to butcher this all up. Nokabe? If you send me the spelling, I can accurately pronounce it to the best of my ability. I'll do you one better. I'll do you one better. I'll turn my camera around. Okay. If it'll zoom Hold in on. properly. E, from how I can tell, especially with all that. Oh, yes. Nokabe. All right, cool. Got it right. Meaning brain wall, nicknamed by YouTube fans as human Tetris, in which players must contort themselves to fit through cutouts in a large 13 feet by seven and a half feet styrofoam wall moving towards them on a 50 feet track. Fremantle North Fremantle Media North America produces the series Brooke Burns, who I have not made any secret my adoration of her specifically another version of her game show which better be in this fucking bracket isbel <laughs> which one is that what is that show dog eat dog we'll see oh well i might be rage quitting on episode two <laughs> it, it may or may not depend on what you guys pick on this this matchup but but um, anyway, might so be back to this time. <laughs> Unfortunately, Harry's the straight edge one, so that could be a problem. Fox announced that it would commission 13 episodes, however, only seven of which aired as it was replaced by reruns of King of the Hill and I think American Dad, I believe Wikipedia says. Yeah, American Dad. The show was brought back in 2010 by Cartoon Network, debuting on October 6th and running until until January 19th, 2012. Um, John, do you want to give us the facts for Survivor? <sighs> 40 series, 596 episodes. Produced originally directly by CBS, moving to One Three Media, Mark Burnett Productions, United Artists, and settling now with MGM Television. This guy has been on CBS since its debut, May 31st of the year 2000. Productions Richard for Hatt series 41 and 42 delayed to Yay Pandemic. And Series 41 will be again filmed in the Mama, Mamanucha Islands in Fiji. Oh, the show, unfortunately, in its first year, did win a Outstanding Nonfiction Program Emmy, Daytime Emmy, and Outstanding Sound Mixing for a Nonfiction Program with uh, Terrence Dwyer's The Marooning. Many other nominations win of another Emmy, another daytime Emmy in 08, 09, a pair in 2010, one in 2011, and a GLAAD Media Award for Outstanding Reality Program in 
2018. This show, when it debuted, came out like gangbusters. It is the quintessential reality show, without a doubt, in my opinion. Oh, no, this is definitely the show that launched the reality genre on network television. The success of Survivor launched the ability for other shows like The Amazing Race, like Big Brother, and others in that similar vein that have followed in its footsteps. Speaking of which, Big Brother better be on this category as well. All CBS, by the way. Yes. So I will give credit where credit is due. Survivor is a cultural phenomenon. It is also garbage. It's a television show. In my opinion, reality shows are not game shows. I'm sorry, they are distinctive. And that is going to color my judgment here. I don't Eric, think this I is think gonna... it's his turn to vent. Now, believe me, I've done plenty of venting last week, but I will say this, and as I've mentioned, I have a t-shirt from one of the earlier cycles and that's another word that's also used when it comes to terms of survivor. Cycle is acceptable. Yes. So I have one of t-shirts from the earlier cycles. I watched the first couple of cycles and I saw the whole drama even going back to 2000 with Rich, Rudy, all that. Just like I also saw Big Brother in its first couple of cycles as well. It was very good shows. But I'm also in agreement. While I do see strategic elements when it comes to game shows, I always did see them more in the vein of reality television and shows of that nature. That is how I compartmentalize them. So while there are a lot of particular game elements, the way they're put together is incredibly different than what I have come to expect in my long-time viewing of actual game shows. Shall we take this to vote? I think so, and we might be pissing off a lot of viewers on this one. Honestly, I don't think Survivor qualifies as a game show. Vote the hole in the wall? And as such, I vote hole in the wall. Two for hole. Brandy, the tribe has spoken. Hole in the wall advances. Is that officially unanimous? It is officially unanimous as I extinguish the flame. Also, on an, on a related note, Jeff Probst ain't got shit on Brooke Burns. Jeff Probst. Okay. To be fair, Jeff Probst, good with rock and roll Jeopardy. He should have stopped there. Agreed. I wonder if Sports Jeopardy made the list. I, I guess that would just be classified. Yeah, I think that would probably just be under all Jeopardy for trivia. Randy is shaking his head. Yes. Randy, audio podcast. But I'm just I'm just sitting there just stunned. But that's okay. Oh but no! I, no I, now I understand. You're actually, I understand Jonathan's points. It's more of a reality show than a game show. Eric said the same thing. 
I have no problem with it going on that way. Saying that okay. Big Brother is better than Survivor is a, a, a joke. Okay, for, first of all, I agree around, with you. But second of all, now you have the audacity of admitting all of this after what you put me through last week? Is there some sort of cabal that I don't know about? What, is this the international mess with the squid month? Because, fuck, I could have gotten the memo. <laughs> All right, let's move on. To the 8-9 it's it's matchup. a work. 8-9 matchup. The Battle of Nickelodeon. Ooh. Uh-oh. Double Dare Uh-oh. versus Nickelodeon Guts. You son of a bitch. Asshole. This is an 8-9. This is an 8-9. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These two shows deserve to be consecutive seated. That is what I have to open with. And to be fair for the technicals out there, this is Nickelodeon Double Dare, not CBS Double Dare. Rest in peace, Alex. We love you. I'm sure Mr. Trebek will be getting plenty of love upcoming on this particular podcast. Mm-hmm. Because we haven't even gotten to his other awesome show yet in Classic Concentration. It's, that's not a stunt show. I'm, I'm, I, hope, I hope we get a pitfall in here at some point. <laughs> classic Concentration should definitely be on the chance slash miscellaneous version. But we'll get to that in another episode. Could be a trivia, but yeah. Oh, double. Uh, the way it's set up, it's definitely more chance. If you can, if you look at concentration in its totality, especially the Hugh Downs ver- hosted version. To be fair. All right, back on topic, guys. To be let's let's get back on topic here. It's guts versus double dare. Uh, Randy, you came to us and then you asked us what game shows we thought should be included. Correct. Yes. And one of the categories that you asked for help with was stunts, correct? Yes. What were the first two game shows I listed when you asked for that help? Was it these two? I forget. Yes. Yes, it was. To be fair, double daring gut. To be fair, they were both already on my list, but but yes. Okay. Um. So in other words, to borrow a line from Eric from the last episode, you son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Since Eric, since Eric had a problem here with uh, voting off some lady friends last time, uh, there's one iconic person here that we've got to make a decision about, and that is our referee, Mo. More I did love me some Mo. And oh, I will say that I... um, What was the show on CBS? What was the show on CBS? Um... God, the comedy. No, the 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 comedy. The host of um, Guts was on a star, still standing. Still standing, and and if you look at Snowpiercer, Michael Malley is in Snowpiercer as head of the Brakeman. But on the other side, you got Mark Summers. And Who actually did come back for the remake of Double Dare with Nickelodeon? Oh, we gotta talk about that shit too. Oh. It wasn't terrible. Liza Koshy, she could have been better, but she wasn't bad. 
Correct me if I'm wrong, didn't Mark Summers come back for the remake of Double Dare that aired a couple of years ago? Yes, he did. I could have done with a few less dad jokes, but I like how they tried to spin it. See, I, 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 I enjoy Double Dare, and the thing about Double Dare is Double Dare had multiple incarnations. Double Dare, Double Dare 2000, Super Sloppy Double Dare. So there were different variations of the show that aired on Nickelodeon over the years. Family Double Dare as well. Right. Guts, though, to my knowledge, never really strayed from its original formula. Um, slightly, even though the only differences they made, they went from the aggro crag to the mega crag to the super aggro crag. And the last couple of seasons, they did go more with an inter international format, international guts that featured representatives from the then Commonwealth of Independent States. I and your global guts, too. Yep. But, but by I, and I, large, I, by and large, the actual gameplay doesn't change, though, except for the for the uh, finishing event. No, like a, a lot of the games that were on the original version of Guts stayed throughout the entire course of the show. Mm -hmm. So there's something to be said. There's something to be said for continuity for Guts. Yeah, but Double Dare has its classic obstacle course. There's down the hatch. There's pick the nose. There's the Sunday slide. Two of my favorites. There's another chicken and egg. You wouldn't have guts without Double Dare, in my honest opinion. I don't know if I agree with that because I think guts stood on its own. Guts stood on its own because guts was more of an athletic competition, whereas Double Dare was more about the mess of it all. But here's the rub. If you go back to Nickelodeon's original airings in 1986 with shows like Finders Keepers, hosted by Wesley Yur, who was on the 1970s version of Land of the Lost, you have the original Double Dare, and you have, you can't do that on television. If you don't have these sorts of shows, Double Dare more so as a foundation, for the network, how it appealed to kids and what it stood for. While Guts stood on its own, if not for the success of those shows, especially Double Dare, Guts would not exist. So I am more with John on that one. If you don't have that proper setup, while Guts was different, yes, you wouldn't even have the idea to try Guts without going ahead and having something of a precedent like Double Dare and like some of the other game shows. Do I think Guts was also helped by another show that might be in the bracket, Le Le Legends of the Hidden Temple? Yeah, but Double Dare really kicked off the mess stunt game show element that Nickelodeon mm. was very much famous for back in the day. It brought the stunt show and the kids game show really together. And Precisely. Double Dare is just stronger, I think, in my memory. I'm going to ask you a team question. 
And if you don't know the answer, I think the other team doesn't have a clue, you can tell them to answer it for double dollars. But be careful, because they can always double dare you back for four times the amount, and then answer the question or take the physical challenge. And now I can tear up some cue cards. See, there you go. And you wouldn't you even go ahead and see Mark Summers reading for that. You see, hey, they even made that change, making it exponential rather than single, double, triple. Plus, if you look at elements from kids shows going forward, and I'm going to go into what will arguably be, be some deep cuts for others. Jep, which led to the kids tournament on Jeopardy. Wheel mm. 2000. Mm. They didn't borrow a lot of elements from Nickelodeon Guts. Where did they go? They brought in the mess from everything from Double Dare. So even in their minds, those production companies, they saw Double Dare as the OG, not Guts. That is exponentially more credit in my mind. I actually think more so, rather than... You wouldn't have guts without having Double Dare beforehand. You might not even have the Nickelodeon Network if it wasn't for this show. Yeah. Uh, You mentioned you can't do that on television. Imported Mm -hmm. CanCon to fill time on the very primitive network. Have Mm -hmm. you ever seen the Nickelodeon logo from its original debut as a spinoff from Pinwheel? Very rarely, because even in my mind, and especially growing up just two hours from where Nickelodeon Studios were at Universal in Orlando, seeing the slime tower in person and all of that with the slime, I associate the Nickelodeon and the Nickelodeon logo with the slime. So this is hitting home to me extra personal. Here, I'm going to copy and paste uh, right. into our chat the right. okay. original Nickelodeon logo here. Oh, hell. Wow. No. The Young uh, People's Satellite Network, 1979. Oh, oh, I am so glad that they got rid of that. I'm glad that they got Don't rid of it. Because... Don't the network. That's yeah. why it's got my vote. All right, so I know I'm going to lose this, but I can't let Guts get blanked, so I'm going to go with Guts. And honestly, I'm okay. I'm okay with Double Dare advancing here because this is a kind of an honestly 1A, 1B situation. Both of these shows are iconic to Nickelodeon's game show history. This is a game of Texas Hold'em. Guts has a full house, Kings full of aces. Double Dare is aces full of kings. Couldn't have said it better myself. It's it's disappointing to see Guts go out in the first round, but if it's going to go out, I don't mind it going out to Double Dare, who I think could make a very strong run in this tournament. So, Memorial two Double Dare? Yeah, grow crag. Yep. Uh, that, that being said, there's no if ands, or buts. This bracket had Guts. Uh, let, let's see, let's see if this coward over here, Randy's gonna has the guts to throw us something that's five twelve upsettable. Yeah, you 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 got that gas? Huh? I think I do. Huh? I think I do. You ready? Your five seed 
American Ninja Warrior. Your 12th seed, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Um, the Shrine Randy? of the Silver Monkey. Uh, Randy? One of my favorite rooms in that entire show. Versus the Warp Wall. Randy? Yes. You're an asshole. I know. Okay. Hey, Jonathan dared me to do it, so... He wanted a, a so big 5-12 matchup. To, so you're going to actually this, this listen to him. Matchup. This is it. All right, so I really like American Ninja Warrior. Like, genuinely, I really enjoy the show. I think it's fantastic to see what the human the human body is capable of when they put their mind to accomplishing something. I think that Matt Eisman and Akbar Baja Biamila are a fantastic one-two combination up in the announcer's booth. Mm. Something I don't bring up with many shows, but I think in the stunt category here, it's worth a mention. They've brought in some veterans, various disabilities from their time of service and things like that, amputees and such, and showcasing their abilities on the same exact course outstanding. Oh, yeah, the one episode where the guy with the prosthetic leg ran? Yep. I remember that episode. And also to put this into perspective, too, is how difficult American Ninja Warrior is. In the 10 seasons that American Ninja Warrior has won, I believe the course has been conquered three times total. Hmm. It's imported from Japan correctly in that regard. Yes. Um... The the main mount, what is it? Mount oh Mount Midoriyama. Thank you. Yep. Comes comes from the actual Japanese version of the show. Mm-hmm. I believe it's the exact same run for Mount Midoriyama as well, as it yes. is for that as it is for that Japanese season's version of Sasuke. I think it's called Sasuke. 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 But. S-A-S-U-K-E. That being said, um, to paraphrase a famous basketball commentator here, Eric, it's an upset, baby! <laughs> Legends, of the Hidden Te- Legends of the Hidden Temple was the show of my childhood. It was the show that you came home from school every day and put on TV while you were doing your homework and you rooted for the Blue Barracudas. Her frog still whoa, has the shirt. What? What? You heard, you heard me, sir. Blue Barracudas. Green monkeys, you arrogant me? fucker. I'm sorry. <laughs> Purple parrots, please. What Randy? the hell are you smoking? Randy, do you have a dog in this fight? I, I don't get a vote. I'm just a moderator. You're not voting. Oh, now you're just a moderator. We, oh, we don't need you to vote. with the silver snakes that Legend. always manage to win the temple runs. Probably. My friend Courtney's a silver snakes fan. 
bastards. I swear those snakes were cheaters. No, anyway, I mean, please. We all know the silver snakes were overrated. So that's one thing we can't agree on. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Oleg, the temple itself, the river. God, so many iconic moments from this show. So many things that stand out in your memory. And we were just talking about this in the group chat as well. Now a new generation of kids and adults alike can go back and relive the show now that the entire run has come to Paramount Plus in a streaming form. Distributed MTV Networks, produced by Stone Stanley, as we mentioned last time. Two episodes Only three ago. three seasons. September 11th, 1993, November 24th, 1995. And as I said, Kirk Fogg still has the shirt. It really launched his career. Cable Ace for Best Game Show Special or Series in 95. It's got award credit, too. Not to mention... I have seen, and I'm pretty sure, John, you have too, people cosplay as Legends of the Hidden Temple contestants. I have been to Dragon Con, because I go every year. I'm part of the volunteer squad there. I have seen in one year every single team represented. Man, if all has a purple parrot shirt. Man, if only, some- if only there could have been something to get together to have them all just battle it out. Oh, that would have been worth it. I don't even. I don't think there was a meetup. It needed to happen. Oh though. man! If not one of those people, get the community together, make it happen. While I pull up, we need ID. to. Because, and I'm saying this as someone who watched. The original Sasuke, even when they aired the first ever Sasuke tournament, for as much as I love American Ninja Warrior, after a while, you always look at it and you say, okay, who can beat it? Who can beat it? Who can beat it? You, Harry, brought up an interesting statistic in 10 seasons. Midoriyama has been conquered three times, and you have to go through four stages, three of them just to even get a crack at Mount Midoriyama. But if you're going through the original tournament, it went nearly 30 cycles before the first person ever conquered it. And you're talking a good 40-some-odd cycles where it's only been conquered that similar amount like three, four times. So while American Ninja Warrior, I give it credit, and for all the adaptations, bring it to the U.S. market, and I was one of the people that loved when it first came into the States, I always hold the original Sasuke in higher regard. And a lot of reason for that, which is why I'm voting the way I am with Olmec, with the Green Monkeys, the best team on the show, come fight me. Something like that, it was just so unique. And even though for its own reasons it was made impossible at times, 
it's always just that same level of like what if, but rooting, rooting, and your same frustration when you're trying to assemble the statue of silver monkeys or when you trade your coin for one of the temple guards and all that. It was just consistently epic. Thank you. It was just consistently epic even when it was beaten. That little bit of a shine is taken off of American Ninja Warrior. I'm voting for Legends of the Hidden Temple. I'm sorry. We so, have we have an upset here. Um, it's uh, an unanimous upset, first off. Second off, you want to talk about Mount Midoriyama and its rates. There is Nickelodeon.fandom.com. There is a wiki with all the stats, wins and losses, steps of knowledge wins and losses, temple game wins and losses, pendants earned, tiebreakers should they have come up, how many times they've gone to the temple, wins, losses, and temple guards encounter. Yeah, those silver stakes, they love finding those temple guards. But you want all the stats. There they are. And the lowest percentage team, I was slightly incorrect before, Purple Parrots, three wins, 0.274 great, making it through the Temple Run. Man, you love rooting for losers, don't you? And Legends (laughs) climbing. I I love American Ninja Warrior, like I said. I do. I think it's a fantastic idea for a show. I think it's a wonderful thing. And I know it has inspired a generation of children currently as well, because I I specifically know people whose kids watch American Ninja Warrior who have set up little obstacle courses of their own to try at home. And they literally crapped themselves because they got surprised by a temple guard in their temple run. Because, yes, Kirk Fogg confirmed. Such did happen, and had to stop, pause, clean the set, and resume the take. Believe you me, if any of us could have recreated the Legends of the Hidden Temple Temple Run, we would have done so when we were kids. Yeah, this is a clean sweep here. This is a clean sweep here. It's Legends of the Hidden Temple. All right, the next one, which I'm worried for the upset, because my number four seed probably a lot of people didn't know of it's underrated but my number four seed is solitary and the 13 seed holy moly i have never seen solitary before it is very very good i recommend it where would where would one find this particular show who knows anymore it was on it was on series on Fox Reality 2006, yeah. is that the one? Yep. It is it's it's a it's a torture game show. It is really interesting though. Hmm. Basically, so so I'll just throw it out there cuz I obviously looking at your guys' faces, none of you have heard of this show. And that's oh, okay. We found the super stumper of the uh, series right here. Would you say right? Solitary is basically you put different people in their own pods and you put them through this test of endurance or torture, whether it's eating something or dealing with pain. 
until they can't do it anymore, and then they have to hit their button. Whoever hits their button first is eliminated. However, they don't tell anyone else if somebody's hit the button. So somebody could have been eliminated an hour ago, and everyone else has no clue. And then you have to do that that test of will of, did somebody get knocked out? Did they? Are we still in? So even after somebody's eliminated, that episode just keeps going with with how crazy they put some of those people through. It's very Once it's very interesting in that regard. Unfortunately for you, you've put it up against a show that I am very familiar with and one that I am a fan of. That's and okay. a show. I like, listen, I like Holy Moly too. I just want to get the name out of Solitary. It's good. And a show that Eric and I have actually spent a lot of time discussing before as well, Mr. Watkins. We indeed have, having watched the whole season and as the cast gather together for another game show, we have discussed, looked at that performance before. Uh, Honestly, part of me doesn't hate you as much because you didn't do yourself any favors in this matchup. So it's not like I want to fly first class up to Idaho. I would just be fine sitting and flying economy in this case. I go business class. Anyway, after after you eliminated, I just request that all three of you watch the show. Yeah, just due to process. Due to process of elimination, based on the fact that, as you said yourself, I've never heard of Solitary before this, I have to go holy moly. Not to mention, in having in the veins of similar shows, especially like ones that have been on Fox, and with like the torture chamber kind of an aspect, because there was one, I can't remember the name of it, but it was like a similar thing where you were in this pod similar to the pod that they used for mental samurai with the rotations and everything, but you had to choose hot or cold and you kept answering trivia questions and it got either hotter and hotter or colder and colder until time ran out or you answered all the questions. It reminds me more something of that, but almost like they could eventually take it a step too far whereas holy moly yes with all the gimmicks and things especially with rob riggle who's really the very dynamic pairing with joe tessator shout out tess especially i don't know how near neck of the woods it would be from john over in schenectady where Tessator is from, but they have a very good dynamic and stuff on that show. And especially for a lower seed, I really am digging it in this particular matchup. So let me play devil's advocate here. Okay. Holy moly. Yeah. You got good commentary. It's kind of a funny show when you're watching it. It's, it's, it's mini golf on steroids. But then you look at this show. Contestants kept in round the clock solitary confinement for a number of weeks 
with the goal of a $50,000 prize. Four yeah, seasons. Seems like a So this seems thing like a is lot cram on steroids. The slogan to it is Welcome Back to Hell. I can't believe I'm saying this without having even seen an episode. By the way, give us a YouTube link. We will definitely give this a watch. Agreed. I want to see this fucker advance. I'm voting for Solitary. I'll take the pity vote. All right. Okay. Before we make this finalized, I'm putting out a challenge. Randy John, I am donning my blue shirt. I am setting up my table in the park. I am holding my cup of coffee. Change my mind. No, I'm just a moderator. I just, again, if you guys have never seen it, I'm not going to to battle it out. This is your guys' thing. And I have no problem with it losing the holy moly. But I will definitely send you a link. How about this? We'll make you a promise, Randy. A future episode of Life is Like a Game Show will be dedicated to Solitary, and we'll actually go back and watch a specific episode on YouTube, all three of us, and give our thoughts on the show as a whole. How's that work? Sounds perfect. John, are you good good with that as a compromise? Absolutely. Randy, pick the episode. I was just going to give Solitary my vote, though. Because I love cram, and this just screams of cram to me. The episode of Randy's Choice, I will go ahead. I will even provide evidence that I had seen it. If need be, I will go ahead and watch it and let him know. I'll even do a shout-out on R&R if necessary, just for safety's sake. Carrie, I'm being downvoted two to one. It appears that way, yes. Carrie, mm-hmm. Tom, but Tom Bazian as Val, the female host, is what I'm seeing here on. I'm assuming you're on Wikipedia as well, John. Yeah, Golder and Hyatt producing. Yeah, Fox Reality just hasn't gotten. There is a German version. And I didn't even oh God. I can only I imagine didn't... the German version for so many Eric. Reasons. Eric. <laughs> you want to watch uh, Procebian? Procebian. Eric. Look. You know why? You know why I'm cutting you. You know why I'm cutting you off, Eric. Stop right there. I mean, if you look at them historically, you since the Federal Republic, <laughs> you know why I'm cutting you off, Eric. Stop and on right that note, there. we have a three versus fourteen coming up, I believe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this one again, I paired together because they are similar. Technically, technically, this should be the six versus eleven. Well, we're doing three versus fourteen first. Okay, fine. And it probably won't take long, and that is okay. But I put them together because they're similar. The three seed, American Gladiators. The 14 seed, Titan Games. 
See, I would have had more trouble with this with American Gladiators versus Battle Dome. Uh, say again on the 14, you cut out on my end for a second. Titan Games. The new Dwayne Johnson one on NBC. Yeah, these are these are two cut from the same cloth. Eric, if you know, looking, as a Jets fan, I have to hate everything of the classic Miami Dolphins. I know. However, I have one exception always in that rule when it comes to American Gladiators, Larry Zonka. Now, he, and here's my rub that I present to you. Dolphin versus Hurricane. Zonka versus The Rock. Vince McMahon needs to focus specifically on getting his precious XFL going on. Oh, funny you say that. TV with wrestling. No, Titan Games is not. No, no. He doesn't. He doesn't know about the the status of the XFL apparently. I know it got pandemic, and there are talks about 2022. Yes, uh, but do you know who's in charge of the XFL now? Um, allow me to steal a line from the New Day. Who, 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 who? It's under The Rock's control. He got a sports consortium. He bought the XFL off of McMahon. That's why they're coming back in 22. And there is and there is talk going around about the XFL and the CFL combining resources. I did they're undergoing a yeah, they're undergoing a partnership. So remember when I mentioned about North American gridiron, but that's for another podcast. That's for the kickoff, especially when we go a trip to the news desk. So what now, you're saying is that's also that's also available here on the W2M network. Cheap plug! McFoley style. <laughs> Cheap pops. We get them everywhere. Mm-hmm. I popped Eric enough that he had to step away from his microphone. <laughs> you did. And of course you can uh, get right, cheap so- plugs everywhere, but you can also get decent plugs on Amazon, just Diggity. like you can listen to Amazon Music. Get AmazonMusic.com backslash W2M Network. Search for the W2M Network on any Alexa-enabled device in order to listen to the newest episodes here from the W2M Network. Segway! See, I set him up and he knocks him out. Synergy at its finest, people. (laughs) All right, so back to what I was saying at the start of this conversation. I think this would be tougher for me if it were American Gladiators versus Battle Dome. Because I really enjoyed Battle Dome. I know a lot of people didn't. The whole campiness of it all. The very similar Springer-esque elements that Battle Dome had. But Battle Dome actually gave you a reason to compare, to, to care about the gladiators in question there. The, the defenders, as it were. Whereas American Gladiators was more focused on the contestants. Titan Games has been used to launch both contestant and well obviously it helped put rock back into publicity as well with the uh, network television return but specifically the titan games 
kind of brought back that almost um how how do I put this? Remember the world's strongest man competition that used to air on like ESPN mm-hmm. and stuff? It yeah, carries a very sometimes. It carries a very similar vibe to that, doesn't it? For in a lot of ways to where you get the more in-depth kind of human element stories for the contestants on Titan Games. Yeah, I see, I, I catch your drift. I see where you're coming from. But as a wrestling fan, I have to throw this mixed reaction here. You mentioned The Rock. What about Hogan? Okay, so that's the new American Gladiators, which has somebody else that I really was adore. way worse than the 90s, and we're just going to move on from that point. Thank you. Oh, hey, 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 hey. Let's not, disc- let's not discredit the beautiful, albeit mentally incapacitated Gina Carano as Crush. I wouldn't say incapacitated, but if you listen to the premiere episode of Black Irish, also available on W2M Network... She's had her share of controversy that has been discussed in depth. I'm not saying she can't still get it because she can. And there's certain things that... 100% she could still get it, but that's beside the... Sorry, go ahead, Eric. And there's still certain things in that element that I've also discussed off-air with our new co-host of The Kickoff, also on W2M Network. Yes, I'm putting in everybody there. This is flowing beautifully inside my brain. uh, This is another one of those to where I'm looking at it in a totality. I don't think the Hogan run really hurts Gladiators. But me personally, in my mind, having seen both and having even seen some of the original American Gladiators growing up and seeing the Titan Games now, I'm leaning towards the Titan Games because I think it's another one of those to where it took what the Gladiators had and it brought a little step up to it. It kind of moved everything forward. But Eric... Lace, Sunny, Blade, <laughs> Gold, Crush, Jade, Diamond, Ice, Storm, Electra, a second Lace, because sure, why not? Sing the first one, Cyrus, the first one left Sky, after the first season. Dallas, Jazz. And I know you and I have even had conversations about this when the new Gladiators came out and you and I dissected the differences there. So I know where you're leaning with this. I completely get it. And the last thing I want to say, and this is really the point that hits it for me. You remember last episode talked about Supermarket Sweep? Mm -hmm. Camera work. Some of those shots they got from the cameras above the arena. I mean, how clean were some of those zipline shots? Where you see they're going through the um, the tennis ball turrets and whatnot. 
and you really get gonna, some of those good not gonna lie camera angles. The tennis ball turrets were some of my favorites. I'm trying to remember what the name of that event was. I I know what he's referring to, the one where you had to hit the bullseye with the different shooting devices. Nope. I'm trying to remember and what the name of that all, event was. And it was all for time bonus in the Eliminator. Oh, that cargo net. Oh, that cargo net. Speaking of the Eliminator, maybe one of the most challenging finishing game finishing sequences in any game show, perhaps. Because it was that endurance and strategy, especially with the cargo net. Now, I will hand it to that Titan Games. It doesn't have so much that strategy. It's strictly endurance, 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 endurance. So while you have some fantastic finishes, there's not something else to where it's that extra strain on the endurance, like with the Eliminator on Gladiators. Harry, the game you're thinking of is Assault. Thank you. Also, you have the uh, four doors at the end of the Eliminator. Of course. Two on each side. One had a Gladiator, one didn't. Yup. Mm-hmm. So you got a chance to so win too. So it ran the gamut. I gotta go gladiators. That means I cast the deciding vote here, and I'm sorry, Eric, but I agree with John. I'm going American Gladiators. Look, unlike a certain matchup last week, unlike something that drove me to consume a very considerable amount of alcohol in a very brief period of time, this is something I'm not mad about. Great. I'm impressed you're still with it as you are right now doing this episode. I know it's a week later, but you did consume quite a bit of beverage. Well, it's the fact that I've had time to sober up a little bit, not to mention if it wasn't for the point that I would be so scared about making noise, I would have probably killed that whole bottle and thrown it across the room. That's the kind of state of mind I was. Now, granted, would I have flown to Idaho first and have a good target to throw it at? Of course I would have. But you'd be surprised how time heals certain wounds. Now I'm not as mad and not in a punchy mood. <laughs> Punching I'm, I'm a little in the wall. <laughs> and it comes full circle. I'm a, I'm a little mad you tried to eliminate Gina Carano in the first round, Eric. Not cool. Again, I get it. I completely understand. I'm willing to take that heat. And you can send hate mail about this moment to sdarkarmor at gmail.com, where it will be related <laughs> to me post-haste. But still, we are hitting all the high spots tonight, aren't we? 6-11. All right, let's get to the 6-11. Your 6th seed, Fear Factor. Your 11th seed, Minute to Win It. How is Fear Factor only a 6? You want to talk about cultural phenomenon game shows? Supercoin. Now, if there was anything that really put Joe Rogan on the map, more than pairing with the Doug Stanhope on the Man Show, more than his podcast, if you're like us, you remember Joe Rogan first and foremost from Fear Factor. Absolutely. Oh. I, 
Ugh! I feel dirty now. Because Fear Factor, okay. When it came to a reality show delivering on the heebie-jeebie factor, Fear Factor gives a solid, strong, bad case to the Ghiblis. Minute to win it is the family game night equivalent to Fear Factor, I would say. I disagree with that, and the reason I say that is I think Fear Factor stakes were significantly higher based on some of the uh, quality of the test there. Like, excuse me, that whole that whole laying in a vat of snake, snakes thing? Fuck that! No, no. I'm like, hey, as much as I want to earn 50 grand in my ass, I'm going to die. No, I'm good. I'm out. Thank you. <laughs> Deuces. And this part of the bracket, I don't even care about doing the research. I'm out. Fear Factor's moving on. Here's the other thing, too, about the whole Fear Factor thing. And I'm going to make it two, and I think I'm pretty sure Eric's going to make it three. Because as much as I liked Minute to win it, and I do think that Apollo Anton Ono did a really good job with the reboot as well for uh, Game Show Network. I think that the legacy of Fear Factor, the fact that they were able to pull off those kind of stunts on a network television show in order to get people so invested in it that it became such a cultural phenomenon for its time, allows its legacy to outlast that of Minute to Win It. Because, I mean, and this is going to be a bit of a callback, Minute to Win It, you can easily trace back to beat the clock. Fear Factor entirely on its own and even referenced on other shows you look at Chappelle's show with Tyrone Biggums they did a skit involving Fear Factor you even look at the man show with one of those bits they had something tracing back to Fear Factor and I'm Mm -hmm. telling you right now fear is not a factor for the three of us it's unanimous Fear Factor moves on all right, for factors going on, let's get to the seven ten matchup. Um, let me just get the uh, yes. at least the air dates in, so people know what kind of year we're talking about here. Uh, Fear Factor NBC oh one to oh six and eleven till twelve. MTV twenty seventeen twenty eighteen. So it, it, it's come and gone a couple times. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. minute to win it, you're looking at dates of twenty ten to eleven. 13 to 14, and a odd 2012 to 2013 in Espanol. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, with the original Minute to Win, it wasn't that Guy Fieri? Yes. Uh, I was aired on Mundo Fox, the uh, Spanish version also. I believe you are correct. I do believe it was Guy Fieri on the original version, and then Apollo Antonono on the Game Show Network reboot. Also, yeah, Guy Fieri originally, and then Apollo Ono was 13 to 14. Now, when it comes to 710, I'm already taking a breath because of last time. Real quick, though, I do want to say I do want to say this about the uh, that last one there. Fear Factor is a quality example of a reality show that is more specifically a game show. Agreed. I agree with that. Very much agreed. All right, the 710, your seventh seed. Wipeout, your tenth seed, Dog Eat Dog, 
And again, oh. Wipeout, we're not talking the Peter Tamarkin show. Again, two shows, same name. Rest no, in we're talking. Peter. We're referring to the version on ABC that was hosted by the Johns, John Anderson and John Cooper. That is being rebooted, and John Cena is one of the hosts. I believe it's on TNT, TBS, one of those two? TBS. John Cena didn't see that. (laughs) And his name is John Cena! Headphone warning. Too late. Oh well, whatever. Um. Hey, his time is now. What can we say? Rapadoo. All right, let's wrap. Let's wrap a wrap that up. Anyway, um, I like Wipeout. I think the concept with the big balls is something that is very relatable. It's funny in name and challenging in execution. I think that there is a lot of. Other a lot of other elements to the show that hold up really well. I stand by what I said when we were having this conversation before we got started here. Dog Eat Dog is one of my favorite game shows of all time. The stunning host with Brooke Burns, the concept of the getting to know your opponents before the show is recorded, and then having to judge them based on what you got to know or what they let you get to know about them, as Brooke used to put it in her opening. And then the idea that the eliminated contestants could come back with a trivia element at the end of the game show and steal the money from the winner of the physical version of the game show. It touched all the different boxes for game shows for me here. Uh, John, I'm assuming you got some details over there in front of you. Yeah, I, I, I did the research angle on this one. Wipeout is a seven-season, 130-episode run. 2008 to 2014 on ABC. I believe that includes the winter wipeout and other such variations. There's a 2021 TBS reboot. The one I mentioned. (laughs) And uh, we're not talking about the 1988 show of the same name. Doggy Dog. Two seasons, 26 episodes, produced BBC and NBC Studios. It's an NBC Universal thing. June 2002 to August 2003. Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't there also a Canadian version of Wipeout as well? Total Wipeout, I believe it was called. Possibly. As you can tell, I am not the most versed on the modern shows. I am more of the classics guy. I I don't remember a Canadian version. I believe it's on Hulu, Eric. The international version is outside the U.S. Arab world, Argentina, Australia, Belarus, Belgium, Brazil, Canada, Chile, Colombia, Croatia, Czech Republic, Denmark, Finland, France, Germany, Greece, Iceland, India, Israel, Italy, Japan, Kazakhstan, Lithuania, Mexico, Mozambique, Netherlands, Norway, Philippines, Poland, Russia, Serbia, Slovakia, Slovenia, Spain, Sweden, Turkey, Ukraine, and the United Kingdom. Half of those I would legit watch because I bet they're just like extra brutal, especially like some ones like the Colombian version or things like that. 
Dog eat dog, just U.S. UK, I believe. Hmm. I I I really enjoyed Wipeout, but I I can't vote against my favorite game, one of my favorite game shows of all time. Here, I have to go. Dog eat dog. I understand that. Eric. Let's see. For some reason, Dog Eat Dog was never one of those that I could really get into. Like yeah. looking at it and all, all of that. Wipe out though I can. Am I a fan necessarily that it's coming back? Not really, but for what it was. I really did like Wipeout, so that's going to be where my vote lies in this case. I got to go for Wipeout. All right, Jonathan, it's up to you. I get the the reason why my opinion is the way it is is because the show that's getting my vote hits a bit of a nostalgia feel for me with Takeshi's Castle, a.k.a. the most extreme elimination challenge. I'm sorry. But Dog Eat Dog has been wiped out. Don't get it. Well, it was nice. It was nice doing the show. You guys have a wonderful night. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. My clock got beat last time. I know how it feels. All right. We really don't need to rehash seven, ten matchups. We're coming to how I feel. Seven we don't. Are hard, man. All right, your last matchup of this episode, the number perhaps two of seeds. this series, <laughs> the two <laughs> the two seed, the Amazing Race, versus the fifteen seed, the Floor is Lava. Floor is Lava is on Netflix for anybody wondering, because I see a look on John's face like what. I'm in the research. Uh, Eric, if have you Netflix watched The Floor is really? Lava? I have indeed watched some of The Floor is Lava. And I've also it's, watched bits of The Amazing Race. The Floor is Lava is an intriguing concept. However, I think the execution is a bit flawed. I believe that there is the idea for a good game show there, but I don't think that the way that they've executed on the Netflix version of it could live up to the potential that the show has. It's actually based on a kid's game, like an actual board game. Yeah, I I understand that. The Amazing Race, for me, kind of falls into a similar vein as Survivor. Yep. And that it's not really a game show, it's more of a reality show. It's a cross between Survivor and, for those of you who watched this, very short-lived on ESPN, but it really gave birth, especially in my mind, to the amazing race, Beg, Borrow, and Deal. Mm. It had a, it pretty much, it's all the same elements. Instead, it's going internationally. Ah... So that I don't have to be the tiebreaker here. I'm going to throw mine out there first. I can't count The Amazing Race as a game show. It's 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 a survivor clone. This is really a who is going to get wiped out by wiped out. Uh, wiped out by wiped out when we get to it. 
and the floor sure. of lava is going to be facing wipeout and going to get wiped out. In my opinion, Eric, so I'm going with the lava. I, I've got sight unseen. I, I've got to concur because I do trust Netflix, especially with how Netflix is going to make tweaks and make the floor's lava better. Seeing some of the challenges, there's a lot of room for improvement. But if I'm looking forward to who's going to be advancing even to the Sweet 16, I feel a lot better really either way. But I know Wipeout is most likely going to go through. So, yeah, the floor is lava. Because with the Amazing Race, again, if Bank Borrowing Deal didn't work, I get that it was much more niche than the Amazing Race is, but the Amazing Race is basically that enhanced in my mind, and that just doesn't work. The floor is lava. Hey, you come back in a few years, you make another run, you may be higher than a 15 seed. If we happen to do this again, great. But for now, I got to give the floor is lava some credit against the Amazing Race. And I, I can't believe Not I'm actually going to give Randy credit here. Thank you for picking something that's a Netflix series in the bracket as a whole. And not thinking I ain't giving Randy OCD. credit for shit after last week. That's probably the only credit you ever get, you for. Hey, there, there's been a lot less cussing at me this week, so I did not do not a good enough job on this bracket. The fuck you didn't? You pissed me off by eliminating my show in the first round. I did not. I'm sorry. I did, did not. he make they you did. throw... Oh, don't worry. Did he when make you throw Kobe, things? I'm pissed at the getting out with that one verse 16. My turn's coming. All right. So, not that my vote really matters, because it's already 2 nothing floor is lava. It goes back to what I said earlier about Survivor. It's not fully a game show. It is a contest, not a game show. And under that line of thinking, I have to give this to the floor as lava, which I do think is severely flawed in and of itself. And as John said a few moments ago, it's going to get wiped out in the next round. Um, guys, Eric, I just sent you the message. I think I have to kind of uh, I think I kind of have to break kayfabe here. Go go right ahead because I received it. You probably saw why there was a look on my face. Um. Okay. So I know you guys are listening to these shows a couple uh, in sequential order, one after the other after the other. The record date for these shows was actually Monday, March. What is today? The twenty seventh. 29th. Well, technically the thirtieth, based on time At this zones. Point, yeah. Yeah, technically it's March the 30th here on the East Coast. Um, We sent a special special shout-out to Liz Puglisi on the original pilot episode of the show. I've just received word that her mother, Angela, has passed away. So, So on behalf of myself, Eric, I'm sure Jason and Kennedy from the kickoff as well, and... On behalf of my co-host, my other co-host here on Life is Like a Game Show, I want to send my best to the Puglisi family throughout this troubling time. And on a personal note, Liz, if you need anybody to talk to, you know I'm just a message away. I'm here for you. I'm sorry for your loss. 
Same thing with here. I've gotten to know you so much better in the last few months. You and your wonderful nephew working together. Shout out to Harry for helping make that connection. I am like he is. If you need an ear going through stuff through this time, we're here for you. All right. I just I know that we've been kind of insinuating that these shows are being aired on recorded on the week that they're airing. But look, as someone who watches a lot of people like Second Yellow Card, Lolujo, Dr. Benji and Loki Doki play football manager on YouTube, they go ahead and they say the same thing when they go ahead and they record these things. All right. So I think our listeners will understand. And if someone like Radulich who makes my life partially miserable going ahead and doing six and seven shows in a week that I have to go ahead and post. If he could go ahead and do these kinds of things and kind of reveal it, then so can we. So, yes, our, on behalf of the W2M network and as well from uh, my buddy Tony Acero when we do the reaction, because she's actually one of my co-hosts on the reaction as well, our condolences to the entire Puglisi family. Sorry to bring the mood down a little bit, guys, but I felt the need to address that there because it kind of hit me hard. Well, I would rather feel this because at least this also in some way gets Randy off the hook momentarily. Just momentarily. (laughs) Yeah, we'll be back to calling you. We'll be back to calling you an asshole when we record next time. Oh, no, it'll happen before the end of this episode. Unfortunately, it's not somebody (laughs) that I know, but. Having gone through losses in communities, I am more intricately involved with. My, my sympathies are out there with you. Interesting fact about the Flores Lava. 80,000 U.S. gallons of that goop, which would be 66,614 imperial gallons, or 302,833 liters. It's, it's a lot of freaking water in there. Mm-hmm. I take it you and Haley have watched The Floor is Lava, Randy? Yeah, we we watched a few episodes. It was pretty fun. I, I agree with you, Harry, that it has some flaws in it as well. But I'm I'm with Eric. I'm hoping it will improve throughout time. So I wanted to give it a shout-out on the list. And then I put it up well, against the what... non-game show, so it worked out pretty well and moved on. You know what, uh, you know what other Netflix exclusive show would have been really good for this category since it didn't get in? Beastmaster. Okay. I have not watched that yet. Now, do they it, say exactly what that goop is made of? It's water. It's water, and then there's like a gel solution to it in order to make it look more viscous on television. Bright red that simulates hot lava, and there is a citation. Hmm. This almost gives me an idea. Citation is from the Guardian. As in the UK website? Yes. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. Guardian.com. So. Here are your round two matchups here in the stunt region. So you guys can be prepared in a few weeks. You're going to get Hole in the Wall versus Double Dare. You get Ooh. Legend of the Hidden Temple versus Holy Moly. You get American Gladiators versus Fear Factor. 
Ooh, that's a tasty round 32. That's a good one. And Wipeout versus Floor is Lava. I would argue that Gladiators and Fear Factor might be the only difficult one in the second round here. Agreed. Although I will say, I would give more points to the Floor is Lava if I know more what that is made of. Because I have an idea that could really market this, especially if it's made on Netflix. So what was that, four upsets? Uh, the 15 and 16 for one. Yeah. That won't happen in basketball anytime soon. Uh, three Ooh, upsets. You Fifth, uh, in the same region? 13, 15, well, and 16 all went down. Well, you say that, but we, knew, we did have an 11-14 matchup. Oh, and 12, and, and 12. Lest we forget, we nearly got the dream matchup of Oral Roberts versus Moorhead State. So, so with our work of the week done, always remember, help control the pet population. Have your podcast director spayed and neutered. Uh, we forgot to do our socials. That's okay. Oh, we don't yeah. we don't need it. This week. We're a little out of orders, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm ATB the Eagle on pretty much every. I'm ATB the Eagle on pretty much everything social media related, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Yahoo, anything. Hate mail to s.garmer at gmail.com. Uh, at lizzyp two two four on Twitter in order to send your condolences as well. Tweety Box, JTN2002, also own the Twitch. At Squid Sports, head on Twitter <coughs> for live tweeting and various things where I will still cuss out Randy. Eric Watkins on Facebook for other Flame Wars and tutoring advice, etc. Guy, recliner, wine, you know the drift by now. You're looking for something special. Slide into my DMs, undergo the proper vetting process, Snapchat, OnlyFans, more content coming in a couple of months, by the way, Telegram, Kick, what have you. There you go. I will forsake my main plug for this particular episode. At Randy Isabel on Twitter, at chapter underscore select for my video game podcast and R&R Sports Report on Facebook and YouTube Tuesdays at 6 to 8 p.m. Pacific time for my local radio show. So is this this the bracket that goes against the miscellaneous that we did last time? Yes. Or no, we did team last time. We did team last time. Yeah. Stunt will face the miscellaneous one. So these guys are only going to face the team in finals. Okay. For your moderator, Randy Isbell, (laughs) Jonathan Nielsen, your host, Eric Watkins, I'm Harry Broadhurst, reminding you that life is like a game show here on the W2M Network. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys next time. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.